This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. You may have your seat if you can. Why do we do this? Because God has so much power that we don't access because we don't take enough time to get out of ourselves and into him. I believe that we spend so much time focused on our problems that we miss the power of God available to solve the problem because we inadvertently make our problems our God because we focus on them more than him. So if you came to this service with the need, let me tell you something. Your faith is about to overflow. Anybody need a, a recharging of your faith this afternoon? Come on, anybody really need to go to another level in your faith? Well, you have come to the right place. Let me tell you, God has been setting this thing on fire all over the city. And when I talk to your pastor, give it up for Pastor Chad. Come on, you can do better than that. He's amazing. It's amazing. This is the last Sunday in this, in the LRA. It's a new chapter next week. All right? So don't you find it interesting that God called you here at the end of a chapter? I got to give you a commercial break. I'm going to get right back into my message in a minute. Don't be afraid to allow certain chapters to end in your life. <sighs> the very prayer we're asking God to answer is dependent on our ability to embrace the change he's trying to bring to us. It might have been a good chapter, but God has a better chapter. Mm. And too often we focus on the chapter that's over instead of getting in a posture to receive the chapter that is yet to come. Nah, somebody here, you have been dealing with a chapter and God said, listen, I love you enough that I had to bring the relationship to an end. It's over. And you're nursing it because you really miss them. God says, God bless your heart. If you only knew what would happen to your story, if I allowed that person to stay in chapters beyond this chapter, you would be praising me right now instead of being angry at me because that person was going to take you from me, not to me. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but don't be afraid to embrace the end of a chapter because I can guarantee you what's on the way is better. Turn to your neighbor say, the next chapter is better. So as I talk to Pastor Chad about uh, what to talk about, because before I come into the house, I always want to get a sense of, you know, where God is moving. And he said, the theme for this year is anything is possible. Anything. Hmm. I said, okay. I said, Pastor Chad, I don't know if they're ready for what I got to say. But, uh, okay, I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to do what God called me to do. See, because here, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Anything is possible. Not only is it scriptural, but it has to be a mentality. It doesn't mean that everything will happen, but it means we live in a world where anything can happen. And too often, the reason why we don't actually see the fulfillment of anything being possible is because we have already said in our minds, it's not. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the education. I don't have the resources. I do not have what it takes to make it or become what I see. So as a result, I'll be comfortable living right where I am and find contentment right here. And I will sacrifice the, the bigger part of my dream just to find comfort and contentment in the peace of my dream that does not depress me. So we have reduced what's possible based upon how we think. 
God sent you here today because he is trying to expand your thinking. He wants me to let you know the same way you are focused on, many of y'all got iPhones and Androids and whatnot. Let me tell you, you make sure you get a, a charge, don't you? Don't you? Man, listen, it could be 75%. I need to plug in. Why are you more concerned about the battery on your phone than the power of your spirit? Your spirit is in that red zone where, where, where you're, you're almost out of faith. And you come in this house to get plugged in. So it's time to go into the overflow. How do we do that? I want to walk you through a story that really blessed me. Uh, I'm going to be reading a little bit from chapter uh, 5 of Mark, the book of Mark. And I love this story because it really reminds us of the power of faith. And I'm going to read in your hearing. It says this. I'm going to start around verse 22. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there, there meeting Jesus after he had crossed over on the lake. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet, verse 23, and pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she would be healed and live. Verse 24, so Jesus went with him, him being Jairus, the Jewish leader. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. Verse 25, and a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Turn to your neighbor and say, 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she got worse. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd, touched his cloak, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. I want to talk briefly from the idea that it works. It works. It works. Turn to your neighbor. Say, it works. Turn to your other neighbor. Say, faith works. Turn back to your other neighbor. Say, it works only if you work it. <laughs> so, so, so. I just want to drop right into the text. Hold on, y'all saying a whole lot more than I asked you to say and doing more than I asked you to do. So watch this, watch this. I want to drop right into the text. Jesus is on the way to the house of the Jewish ruler, Jairus. He doesn't even know that the woman with the issue of blood is there in the vicinity. So we cut to the scene where she is there, and, it, and the text tells us, and we don't even know her name, we know her by her affliction. She has to be in touch with her issue before she can get resolution for her issue. This is one of the problems I have. Uh, God has blessed me to be able to preach all around the country, all around the world. You know, my day job is I produce films, I, I write books, and my uncle calls me a bootleg preacher, all right, because I preach on the side. But it's all right. I'll do whatever I got to do in order to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know who I'm talking to. Ah, let me give you a commercial break. One of the reasons why you may not be where God has called you to be is because you're too concerned about how others think about you and perceive you. May I submit for your consideration, their perception has nothing to do with his purpose over your life. They can only see through their limited idea of who they are. If they don't see the fullness of themselves, how can they see the fullness of you? Stop allowing yourself to make others around you comfortable with who God has called you to be. Be everything he's called you to be. If they cannot handle you, get them some Advil. Give them a headache with how big your dream and purpose are. Who am I talking to right now? Stop making yourself small. 
to fit into somebody's idea. God is the only one qualified to direct the story of your life. Stop letting others in the director's chair. How many admit that God has called you to do something? Come on. How many admit God has called you to do something? Now, for those of you who still have your hands raised, how many of you know that you have not yet done it? Come on. Come on. Let's have an honest moment. All right. So here's the thing. The woman with the issue of blood had to be first in touch that she had an issue. And here is my challenge. Traveling the country, preaching and speaking, too often we come in the house of God and we act like we ain't got no issues. Oh, I gave it all to Jesus. Yeah, that may be true, but I'm still hurting. It's the equivalent. Now, listen, I don't mind all the call and response. You know, uh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. All that is fine and great. I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. But when it becomes a mechanism for denial, it becomes a challenge. If I go to urgent care and I turn to someone and say, why are you here? And they say, I'm good. <laughs> so why are you in urgent care? <laughs> if you turn to your neighbor and say, why are you here? Oh, I'm fine. Really? No, this is an urgent care. This is an emergency. Is anybody in need of God to do something in your life right now? Is there anybody here who's not ashamed to admit, I got some issues? If you got some issues, just wave your hand. Wave your hand. This is our issue wave right here. Okay, okay. Turn to your neighbor and say, I got some issues. Turn to your other neighbor saying, you do too. All right. So now that we're, we're all on the same page. In order to get resolution, we have to be honest. One of the ways to, to get faith to work more consistently and more powerfully in your life is to be honest about what you're going through. The woman with the issue of blood said, I have an issue. Now, what was so fascinating is I want to just focus for a minute on the 12 years. The text tells us how long she dealt with the issue. And it tells us that she spent all the money that she had on all the doctors that she could, it tells us she was persistent. It tells us she was committed to receiving the solution no matter what it cost and no matter how long it took. I got to talk to somebody right now. We live in the most impatient generation I have ever seen. I mean, listen, we live, Instagram has just totally messed up our minds. We think that God is instantly supposed to take us to our destiny, instantly supposed to take us to our plan, and we don't want to put in no time. We don't want to serve nobody. We don't want to study to show ourselves approved. Well, I got a news flash for you. You got to carry a crown before you wear one. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. It's not that he won't bless you, but you got to serve your way to the top people ask me all the time Devon you got a production company you're writing books you know you're doing all these things they said how did you do it I said because I served in the house of God before nobody even knew my name what was I doing picking up trash off the floor of the church helping the elders open the church going out and sweeping the streets because that's what service looked like you want to elevate your career start serving in Zoe right now without anybody asking you your service will take you to the top all right gotta stay on my message gotta stay on my message <laughs> service is a part of it but not all of it watch it so 12 years 12 years. Can you imagine if in year 10 she told herself, I will never be healed? Can you imagine in year 7 if she said it's never going to happen? And you're, you are on year 1 and you're about to give up. Have you lost your mind? 
What God wants to do in you is going to take time. Why? Because he's trying to build your capacity to handle what he has prepared for you. Blessings have weight. If God were to deliver to you what he has planned for you and he has not prepared you to handle it, your blessing can crush you. So the woman with the issue of blood, her, her, her character is being perfected. Her integrity is being perfected. Her tenacity is being enhanced. Her, persistent is being, her persistence is being enhanced. So for 12 years, she kept pursuing the outcome. You want your faith to take you to another level. You got to stay in there. Turn to your neighbor and say, now's not the time to give up. Come on, turn to the other and say, now's not the time to turn in the towel, throw in the towel. Hold on again. Y'all saying more than I asked you to say. Watch this. Watch this. So here's the situation. She has the issue. She's been struggling. And all of a sudden, Jesus is going to the house of the Jewish ruler, Jairus. Here is the woman with the issue of blood. And she hears that Jesus is the man that could potentially heal her from her issue. The text does not say when she saw Jesus. It says when she heard Jesus. I got to stop right here. It's not that God is not speaking. It's just that most of us are not listening. You want look, I'm going to give you a real practical tip that will change your life right now. Stop sleeping with your phone right next to you. Put it on the other side of the room. Why do I say this? Because God, first thing in the morning, wants to give you a download about what to do that day. He wants to connect with you. He wants to connect with me. But what happens? We keep the phone right next to us. We wake up. Before we hit our knees, we're hitting Instagram. We're hitting Twitter. We're hitting Facebook. We're hitting Snapchat. We're hitting our texts and our emails. And we want to know why our day is not good. Because we have plugged into messages from other people, but not, have, not, not yet checked heaven's message. God has a message for you. This is why... I don't care what other people say. I don't care about what you're posting. I got to check heaven's page first. I got to see what the download for my day is first. Why? Because God is speaking. God is speaking and I'm trying to hear. You're too distracted. Can I say that? We have to lessen the distractions in our life to hear God. (laughs) Ah, I got to say in this message, look at this. Uh, Be careful who you're hanging with. There are some... (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being uh, liked or wanted, um, but you may be allowing yourself around people who are blocking your reception. Just because you're popular doesn't mean you're on purpose. Just because people are around you does not mean they are for you. Misery does love company. And there could be people that you're allowing around you that are taking you from God instead of to God. Evaluate your circle. Turn to your neighbor and say, evaluate your circle. Mm, don't just let somebody in. See, too often we just renew people's membership in, in their friendship in our life. We just renew it automatically without evaluating. Is this friendship servicing me? Am I servicing this friendship? Don't just automatically renew your circle. Evaluate it. Check it out. Because sometimes we hang around people that can disrupt our hearing. So the woman with the issue of blood, she heard that Jesus was in the vicinity before she saw him. God sometimes will tell you what he wants you to do before you ever see it physically. Now, what's so interesting is it tells us that something very else peculiar in the text, that she had a thought 
if I can just touch his clothes, I will be made whole. This tells us that her healing began in her mind before she went to pursue it in, in the physical and the natural. Mm. Ah, what's going on up here? Hmm. If you don't have faith here, you'll never see faith here. If you haven't already lived your dreams here, you're never going to live your dreams here. What's going on up here? This is, this is the place where the enemy gets the best of us because he, too often we keep defeating ourselves here. Well, it ain't never going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I've been in this town too long. You know, people have rejected me. I haven't gotten the parts. I haven't gotten the roles. Uh, I've put out my resume. Nobody calls me back. You know, I'm, I'm running out of money. I'm running out of time. It ain't going to happen. That's what we say here. Instead of saying, yep, Lord, you know I'm getting low. You must have a check on the way. Mm-hmm. Lord, yep, you, I've been rejected a hundred times. My goodness, that 101 time, somebody about to say yes. Uh, yep, that, uh, that, that casting director, they didn't see me. But I know you already put me on the mind of the casting director that does. You got to flip that thing in your mind and turn it around up here before you will ever see it manifest in the natural. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody stop talking yourself out of what God wants to talk you into. So the one with the issue of blood, she had to have it here before she could see it here, right? But here's the dilemma. She's over here. Jesus is passing her by. What is she going to do? She's unclean. So I'll just give you a little theology. Um, at that time, when you had a, an issue like her, you know, she was uncontrollably bleeding, it made her ceremoniously unclean, which means she could not touch anyone that was, that was clean because, heaven forbid, she would make them unclean, right? So, so she was quarantined, and it was isolation, and, and there, was, there was just a time where, where she didn't, could not be around people, and so she understood if I physically touch Jesus, I could make him unclean. So I don't want to make him unclean, but I have to calculate the risk because I do need to get my issue dealt with today. And my desire to see a breakthrough in my life is so strong, I will put my own self at risk in order to get confirmation if this is what I'm supposed to do. Oh, why are you so afraid to do what God has called you to do? You better believe it's going to cost you something. You better believe there's going to be a risk. No risk, no reward. You got to stop playing it safe. God didn't play it safe when he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Listen. Listen, I know we, we live in a town where, where people love horror films and most of y'all, you know, scared of Pennywise and all that, but that's, that ain't real. All right? But it's made you too scary. Why are you scared to do what God called you to do? He's already given you the power and the purpose and the talent and the gift. Why are you scared? Ask your neighbor, why are you so scary? Come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop being afraid. Here's the thing. The woman with the issue of blood, she was afraid. But she knew if I don't do it now, there's no guarantee Jesus will ever come back again this way. <laughs> We're over here procrastinating our destiny and our purpose away because we are miscalculating how much time we have to do what he's called us to do. And I'm not saying because our time on the earth is short. I'm just saying there's certain opportunities that will not stay open forever. So when God puts it on your spirit to move into a new direction or to pursue a piece of your dream or your vision, I urge you to do it. Because if you don't, you might miss it. What's so fascinating is what helped her endure for 12 years 
to the point where she could even position herself to get blessed like this. She had to keep seeing it here. Every time you go to the movies, there's a trailer that plays before the, the movie you came to see. And most of the time, when you see that trailer, what happens? You get excited. Oh, my movie's coming. You might even go and buy your tickets early. But why is it when you close your eyes and you see the trailer for your life play on the screen of your mind, that you see all these images and these things that God wants to do, but then all of a sudden you open your eyes and you say, well, I don't know how that's going to happen. Catch that? Every time you close your eyes, I close my eyes, God gives me visions of what's going to happen that well, are, go, are well beyond where I am now. That's why you have to have faith to do it, right? Because if I could do it in my own strength, I don't need faith for that. I don't need faith to carry this because I can do it in my own strength. You got that? God will not give us the power to, to do what we already have the power to do ourselves, right? So when you start to get frustrated, it's because you're focusing on what's not your business. Which is that? The how. How is God's business. <laughs> the woman with the issue of blood was not sitting over here saying, well, I wonder how his spirit, his, his, his spirit and his power is going to stop this, this bleeding. I wonder how all that's going to work. She said, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't care. All I know is that he is supposed to be the one who can solve my problems. You got to just go after and do and be instead of worrying about how. How is God's business? How in the world did I get here? I actually do not know. My father died when I was nine years old from a heart attack when he was 36. He was an alcoholic all his life. My uncle was an alcoholic. My grandparents were alcoholics. How in the world did I get from Northern California to Los Angeles, California and never had a drink in my life? Why? Because I wanted to break a generational curse. How did this happen? I don't know. Nothing but his grace, his mercy, his power, and his promise. Get yourself out of the how and just accept that it is. You are blessed and highly favored. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You do have power coming out of you. That's why the enemy is fighting you so bad because you have talent. You have a gift. You have a purpose. And let me tell you something. If you're going through hell right now, it's because heaven is getting ready to come out of you. You've got to know who you are. It's so funny. I love this because some of y'all are like, oh, wow. Ah. I told y'all, if you want your faith to overflow, we're going there. Watch this. We're almost done. Watch this. The woman with the issue of blood didn't get worried about the how. She just said, I've got to go while Jesus is in the vicinity. What's, ama what's amazing to me is that as she's pursuing him, she's got to get down and low because she doesn't want anybody to see what she's doing. Jesus is awesome. Because so often, we want to live these secret lives. We want to be faithful in secret. But then we get around certain people, and they don't even know that we know Jesus. Because we're afraid if we speak Jesus, we're going to get kicked out of that group. Let me tell you something. If you can't honor him in whatever group you're in, you're in the wrong group. It, it, mm, ha, 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 mm. Okay, see, I'm going to give you my testimony, and, and, and I'm going to give you my testimony very quickly. So, so I, I, I had a vision. I could see it here that I was supposed to be in Hollywood, supposed to make films. I'm from Northern California, but, but this is, I keep seeing it. God told me, go to Hollywood. I would tell other people I was supposed to go to Hollywood. They said, no, you can't go. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. It's the devil's playground. You, you can't hold on to your faith. And I would say, how do you know I can't? How do you know? Anything is possible. All things are possible to those that believe. 
There are some people that, that are literally have talked you out of what God really has told you is going to happen. Not everybody's going to see it. Don't worry about them. So I came to Hollywood, 18 years old, first internship interview that I had for a company that managed Will Smith. They said, is there anything else you want us to know? God told me, tell them about the Sabbath. I said, Lord, you want me to tell them about my spiritual commitment in my first interview, trying to get my foot in the door in Hollywood? God said, do you want your blessing or do you want mine? I am talking to somebody right now. You can make a blessing all you want, but the blessing you make is smaller than the blessing you're going to miss. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Yep, you can tweet that. Yep, you can tweet that. That was tweetable. Mm -hmm. Watch this. So, so I told him about the Sabbath. I said, hey, I don't work Friday night sundown or Saturday night sundown. So if taking this internship would require me to work, I will not do it. I was clear. Why? Because I wanted to know. I wanted confirmation. God, is this you or is this me? Whenever God gives us a vision, we have to use our faith in order to get confirmation. Faith without works is dead. So the woman with the issue of blood ultimately had to put her faith in action if it was going to take action. So I had to come down to Los Angeles. I had to be vocal about my faith in order to see where God was. God, are you in this job or are you not? After a moment of silence, she said, no problem. We can work around that. Right? I said, cool. So I took that job at 18 years old. 18, because my taste for this business is not stronger than my taste for him. Lord, you can take this business, but don't, ta don't, don't take your, per your, your presence. Amen. Come on. Because too often we try to compromise to get what we want. But let me tell you, you don't have to compromise to be recognized. If you honor him and what he's called you to do, he will open doors that no person can shut. I promise you, I'm not talking about something I think. I'm telling you what I know. Long story short, I did that for four years as an intern. I graduated at 22. I wanted to start my own production company. I had a business plan and everything. And I said, Where, where's the funding, Lord? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. 40-page business plan in color. It was nice. He said, uh, I know that I'm going to do it. I told you I'm going to do it, but now is not the time. He said, no matter how bad you want it, you're not ready. See, we want to preach the word. Oh, it's your season. It's your season. It's your season. Mm. It's your season to commit. It's your season to grow. It's your season to be patient. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. We don't want this word. We want, oh, God's going to do it now. No, he may do it now in 2025. He might do it now in 2030. You will win if you do not quit. Mm. See, at 22, I wanted to have the production company, but God says, I'm not going to give you a producer's chair. I'm going to give you an assistant chair. I took the assistant chair, which was me answering phones, doing the scheduling, getting the dry cleaning, picking up the lunch order. All right? See, we want, everybody wants to just, just be on the throne. Everybody just wants a crown. Nobody wants to serve. Mm. You got to understand, you have to carry a crown before you wear one. The crown you want, if you had it right now, your head is too big and your neck is too weak to carry it. You got to build some strength. Come on. You got to get some humility. You got to go low if you want to go high. Who am I talking to right now? All right, so watch this. I'm going to fast forward 14 years from the time I was 22, 14 years, 
At that time, I was an executive just a few years ago working for Sony Pictures Entertainment. I did a film called Heaven is for Real. The movie made $30 million in the first five days. Two days after opening weekend, God said, go sit down with the chairman of Sony, and uh, I'll tell you what to do when you get there. I said, okay. So I'm in the meeting with the chairman of Sony. She says, Devon, we want to promote you. We want to offer you more money. Uh, God said, tell her you're quitting. <laughs> what? He said, I told you I was going to make you a producer, give you your own company, but you have to let go before you receive. Some of you, that's why I'm talking about closing this chapter. Some of you holding on to this old chapter, but you're not going to be able to receive the new chapter. You're still holding on to the relationship. It's over. It's done. Mourn, cry, but move on. You got to let go in order to receive what's yet to come. Stop holding on to what's already done. You got to get ready for what's yet to come. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. That's where faith comes in. So I quit. I said, I'm quitting my job. I am starting my own production company. I didn't have no office. I didn't even know what the company was going to be called at that time. All right. I said, but I'm starting the company now, and I want you to fund it. Do you know who you are? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You have not because you ask not. Why do you play yourself so small? You got to start asking for what you want. You're a son and daughter of the king. Stop saying, well, I wish, I wish. You wish, you know prayer. You ain't got a wish on a thing. You pray, and you know what God's going to do. So after a moment, she said, uh, no problem. We'll, 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 no problem, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, you got it, Devon. Yes, the answer was yes. Six months, we negotiated the deal. Almost to the day, she ended up losing her job because all the Sony computers got hacked. Why do I share that? Because if I would have waited, I would have missed the opportunity to walk into my destiny. The woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I wait, I might miss it. I can't wait any longer. I'm too desperate for my healing. I'm too desperate for change. I can't live this way any longer. Until you get tired of living the way you're living, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. But once you make the deter determination, today is the day that everything changes in my life. The woman with the issue of blood, it tells us that she ran up behind Jesus because she didn't want anyone to see her, right? Because she doesn't want to make him unclean. And she says, if I can just touch his clothes, then I will be made whole. The text tells us that she touches his clothes, and immediately the suffering stops. She said, oh, I felt that. <gasps> Wait a minute. His power is real. He is who he says he is, and he can do what they say he can do. And so here she is, just trying to anonymously walk away from the scene. And Jesus says, who touched me? And the disciples say, bro, are you crazy? There's thousands of people around you. What do you mean? Who touched you? He said, no, no, no. This wasn't someone who just brushed up against me. Hmm. This wasn't an incidental touch. This was an intentional touch. Hmm. This was somebody who believed that I have power. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but when you pray, you got to pray intentionally. You got to pray with belief. You got to pray and prepare. So when you get through praying, you start preparing. And so here's what was so interesting. The woman with the issue of blood, she's nervous. She's fearful, but she's also joyous because she's now healed. But she's got to come before Jesus publicly. And she says, it was me. I did it. And what the text says is she tells the whole story. Well, Jesus, I'll, I'll be honest with you. 
You know, I, out of the blue, I just started bleeding. I, I don't know where it came from. I didn't ask for it. I didn't pray for it, but it started happening. And I, and I, I said, well, you know, I got to do something about this. So my friends didn't stop talking to me. Uh, they kicked me out of the synagogue. Uh, my family stopped coming around. I would work and work and work and use all my money for doctors. And, and I don't know why, but year after year, there's just something in me that said, don't give up. <laughs> I don't know why. I would cry myself to sleep. I would cry myself away. But there was something in me that said, don't give up. There was something in me that, that made me keep fighting and keep pushing and keep showing up. Can you imagine if she stopped showing up, she would have stopped showing up on the very day when her life was getting ready to change. I know you're depressed. I know you're angry. I know you're frustrated, but you gotta keep showing up. You gotta show up because the enemy wants you to stay away, but you gotta show up. You gotta show up. You might be dragged. You might skip. You might have to bring somebody with you, but keep showing up because the more you show up, the more you position yourself to receive every good thing he has for your life. And so she said, and Jesus, I, I showed up and I'll be honest with you. I, I just chose to believe that you are who you say you are and you can do what they say you can do. And I touched just a piece of your clothing and I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I, I, I have no more bleeding. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I had an issue, but it got resolved because of you. And I know I might have violated the rules, but thank God that I did because now I will never be the same. And it was your power that healed me. And Jesus said, uh-uh, you got it wrong. He said, my daughter, it is your faith that has made you whole. Go and be free of your suffering. Who am I talking to at the 1245 service? It is your faith that will make you whole. It is your faith that will heal your suffering. It is your faith that will help you with your pain. You will win if you do not quit. But now is the time to lean in and go after every good thing God has for you. I would not be standing before you if I had not had experience with the using the power of faith. Has it been lonely? You better believe it. Have there been times I wanted to quit? Absolutely. But I'm here to tell you it works. It works. It works. It works. Is it hard? It sure is. Is it worthwhile? It sure is. It works. Whatever God has called you to do, now is the time to go after it. Now is the time. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith without works is dead, but faith with works is alive. I know you're wrestling with the weight of what you want to happen, but what you don't think is happening. If the woman with the issue of blood at year seven said it's not going to happen, she would have missed what was written into her script in year 12. It took me 18 years to walk into the fullness of my calling in this business. 18 years. 157,000 hours of showing up, being consistent, crying, but showing up anyway. I need you to know God has not forgotten about you. You are right where you need to be. And he brought you to this service because there's more he needs you to do.